Hello, and welcome to episode 63 of Man vs. Business. My name is Les James, and I am here with my co-host, Sean McManaman. This week, Sean and I are discussing the topic of training programs, setting them up along with covering the key components. So with that, let's go ahead and start the show. Well, hello, Sean. How are you? Good, Les. How are you today? I am, I am doing fine. So, uh, oh, should we talk about the weather or mountain biking? Man, I, I'm kidding. I think mountain biking is the way to go. <laughs> I, you know, I, I do enjoy my mountain biking, but because of the weather, I'm not going to get the mountain bike for the next week or so. <laughs> we had a big one roll through last night. Is that right? Yeah, big storm. Yeah, yeah, it rained pretty pretty hard. <laughs> yeah. So back to the weather. <laughs> Try to start out on mountain biking and back to the weather yeah. again. <laughs> So, um, two sessions ago, we talked about performance reviews along with training and we didn't cover training in detail. We only kind of covered training in the aspect of how it relates to performance and employees and, and what's important, uh, about training. Um, but in this session today, we wanted to try and talk about the details of a training program, what, what to put in place and, and, and how you can run a training program um, and get something up and going. What are some of the key components? What are some of the things that you need to do? Yada, yada. Right. How much, you know, even pre-planning before you launch a training program. There's a, there's a lot of work. Right. There's a lot of work in putting together the material for a training program. Yeah, training program is definitely a huge investment. So a lot of people, and 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 tell me if I'm wrong here, Sean. I'm sure you would anyway. I would. But, uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, a lot of people take training in somewhat of a ad hoc scenario. They don't really have a plan around how they're going to have a training program. They just kind of go, oh, we have a gap. Oh, let's go do a training real quick. And they don't capture anything with it. They don't uh, uh, document anything. Uh, their material might be very ad hoc. Uh, in other words, built on the fly. You know, it's just very, it's very short-sighted. Yes. That's what I, and if I ad, hoc, sum it ad hoc was, was uh, the term I was going to use about a lot of uh, typical what I've seen in other organizations of, you know, medium-sized companies, uh, mm-hmm. it's, it, 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 whether it's a gap or there is a cry from the working force that says, you know, I've never been trained. I don't know. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Um, sometimes people say it that way. Sometimes you don't hear it and you, you have to pull the information out of the, the um, activities that are happening that perhaps right. training and having a formal training program is the way to prevent, you know, the gaps, like you said, the, the, the non-performance of a certain person or group. Well, and quite honestly, if you start hearing the cries from the employees that they're missing out on training, you're, you're in desperate shape. You're behind the because employee, yeah. yeah, because employees are not normally going to cry and gnash their teeth for the need of training. They may whisper it under their tongues and in the back alleys and, you know, the dark corners and all that kind of stuff. I don't know what kind of office you work in, but they're not going to come to you and go, I really believe we're missing out on a huge training program and, and the opportunities they may, you know, they may mention like, you know, Hey, I'm a little deficient here or there, but, 
uh, in general, you're not going to hear those kind of comments until it's too late. So don't wait for that thinking that you need a training program. Yeah. And, and to me, as a leadership team, that should come up as a, as a, a thought project. You should be thinking about what, what to do for your people so that your people are as well equipped as possible to get the job done. So you think you think ahead of time as to what equipment is needed. If you have manufacturing, you know that you need a crane and you know some rollers and a and a brake, a punch press, or you know whatever you need. But the thing is, you know along with operating equipment, sure you know that there's training. But then bring it back to the office and say, well, what training do I need to do to have my people as efficient as possible and you know be able to enjoy their job? So I think the first place that training has to start is like you said just saying go it has to start with leadership yeah. because it has to be deliberate yes it has to be you, you know it can't be just again one of those things that you're just doing on the side because your department needs it or because a certain person needs it you know or you know you've decided on a growth path for one person if you're truly wanting to good, come up with a good uh, long-term training plan and strategy it's got to take it's got to start with leadership with a good commitment of what it means because and i i know i've said this several times and i'm going to say it again this is one of those things that's not going to happen overnight right this this takes so if your organization is starting from ground zero <laughs> nothing in place you know you might have you know your training might consist of, hey, let's send this guy off to a welding class in, you know, at the community college for training. Okay, if you or if you're sending your managers out to, you know, to um, leadership training or or communication. Yeah, training. that's what I was going to say. Okay, yeah, yeah. communication training. <laughs> how know. to deal with difficult people. You know? How to difficult? Yeah. yeah, deal with difficult people. Okay, nothing wrong with those per se. But it, again, it's a small piece of the pie in the overall training plan. Right. So it should be a that's why I'm saying, yeah. yes, that's why I'm saying training has to be a bigger, deliberate, well thought out, long term strategy uh, that leadership, it has to start with leadership and then figure out what are all going to be the, the pieces and the cogs that have to be figured out. So that's, that's what I was thinking we should touch on next was what are all the different components that have to be dressed. And let's go ahead and make the assumption that we're starting from ground zero. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a good assumption. You know, that we're starting from a point where there is really not much in the environment. All right, and I will tell you, you know what you know what is in the environment? And it's, it's a start. At least there's a thought, but it seems like an afterthought. What I've seen in the past is, is management saying, hey, everyone, for your goals this year, put down what training you're going to take, where you're going to go, and what you're going to do. And, and, you know, I, I don't want to disparage that because, you know, management, you know, they want you to get some kind of training. But, you know, when you think about it, that is a week of training in what a topic of your choice, as long as it's somewhat related to your, your work. But what kind of planning and, and overview is there for the year after year training, the right. month training, you know, what? If, if you think, oh, the person should have training, does that make them happy that one, one week out of the year they've gone to, you know, Excel, how to, how to use Excel better training, you know? So, so, I don't, so what that's missing in my yeah. mind is the roadmap. Exactly, the overall plan. The overall roadmap. Yeah. yeah. 
And so that's the that's the biggest part there. So the first thing I wanted to touch on was was ownership. So I think this is definitely a problem area. So let's say that leadership has said, okay, we have sat down and we have decided that training is a big deal for our organization. We're at risk if we don't train our employees. Uh, we are not going to be competitive if we don't keep our employees trained. So, you know, what's the reason for training? You don't want to just train for for training's right. sake, you know, so you, you got to be, you got to have a reason for going after training. You know, if you're a highly technical environment, you know, training's very important, but who should own the overall, um, overall oh, aspect yeah. of training. And, and, and the reason I bring this up is because a lot of times everybody goes, well, HR, HR should own training. No, I, I would disagree. So you greet your you you greet your teeth like I do. Yeah. I would disagree. That people can't see that. Only yeah. <laughs> only because only because, and, and don't take this the wrong way. What does HR know about what we actually do? Right. Okay. You would hope that HR does know, but the thing is, the people that would oversee the the operation, the execution of the individual departments, groups, and people really need to uh-huh. get a handle on what they need, what that, what that team needs in order to be better. I mean, training right. training is to make you make you better, make you smarter, faster, stronger. So, who is best to oversee the plan to make the team stronger, faster, better? The leader of the team. I would agree. Okay, good. I didn't get that wrong. Good. No, you didn't. I, I would agree that you, that that some level of leader has got to be in charge of that. That understands one why you're doing the training, what the roadmap's going to look like, and holding people accountable. HR maybe should own the framework oh, because you know, you, yeah, it should so be part of it. They maybe should own the framework and they should be a piece of it. But but the overall should be that whoever you've defined as the as the team leader for that, you know, that department, that area, that division, that whatever. So how do you, you get know? it started? So, so I think the first thing you've got to do is there's two areas that you've got to focus on. How are you going to track your framing and manage your 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 framework? And two, what are you going to do for material? You've got to have some sort of of, of material for performing training, right. um, and I think along with that piece, of course, goes the uh, uh, some sort of matrix that lays out you know what that training looks like. But that's really just a subset. So let's first talk about the the framework because without a good framework, you're going to have a hard time keeping track of it. It doesn't have to be complicated. It just you just need something. Right? Would you would you agree? Um, kind of kind of getting off, going off of what you kind of went down the path on there is to me to to build a framework. You need to know what skills you need out of your workforce. So to me, that's the answer. Agree. But wait a minute before you before you have to before you worry about the skills too much. Make the framework work no matter what you're trying to track. Whether you're trying to track in-house training certifications, uh, classes outside, whatever it is you're trying to track, make the framework flexible enough mm-hmm. to where you can track all of those components. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Tracking. You know? Yeah. You need to, you need to track yeah, what's, so, what's happening. What, so that's what, that's what, that's what I mean by the framework right. is it, what is the technical, the technical tools needed to 
actually manage this training system you're about to have in place. Because here's here's the problem you're going to run into if you don't have a foundation for capturing it and capturing it cleanly. People are going to be running off in with you know chickens with their heads cut off in all directions going and getting training every which direction and nothing is pulling it together and giving you uh feedback some sort of haptic feedback as to what training's been done who's completed it when they completed it how often they have to do it what was the description what job titles have to take that training you know all those kinds of things so you need some sort of tool and that could be as simple as a spreadsheet at one end all the way to a cloud-based uh, complex HR tool that has it all built into it. You know, so I, I've seen both. I've used both, um, and of course, in my mind, the answer always lies somewhere in between as to what you're what you're looking for as far as tools. Uh, SharePoint's a good tool for tracking it. An access database is a good way of tracking it. What we what we've done in our environment is we've used Access Web App that's built into SharePoint. Hmm. And so we've actually been able to build a, a database that lists out the people's names, uh, lists and, and it actually lists out in database format. It lists out in different tables all the different opportunities of training they can take. And then it shows whenever they take it, you can look at a specific person. You can see which, one, which training that person has taken, when they took it, when it's, you know, when it's due, all those types mm-hmm. of things. So, you know, and it wasn't complicated to put together. Could we get something a little more complicated? Sure, we could. And I'm, I'm all for, you know, if it makes it better and moving it up and, and if it's even more scalable, I'm, I'm good with that, you know. So I'm not stuck to what I created. Uh, but going into training, if you don't have some sort of framework in place first to track all the key components, you're going to get frustrated with it pretty quick and it's going to have a tendency to fall away faster, and not get used. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I don't. I so that's number one. Okay. I won't argue. With yeah. You. That's that's number one. You really got to invest a little bit of time to figure out how you're going to track it. Okay. okay. So that's number one. Number two is making sure that um, uh, you've got some base information in place. First one is job descriptions. Mm-hmm. You got to have good job descriptions. That's the foundation to any sort of training is having decent job descriptions. We had to actually go back and actually revet ours a little bit, making sure we had all our areas covered because what you, what you want to track is you want to track your training as much as you can by job description, not by employee name. Right. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. And that gets to the point that I was trying to make earlier is what are the skills I need from, from your workforce and the job descriptions plainly describe the skills that you need. That's exactly right. That's the that's the best place to start. Now, depending on how how deep you you as a company go in uh, defining out your job description, I know our job descriptions don't cover everything. Like if you look at a if you look at a like a uh, shop floor technician, it may not say required to to have forklift training or you know required to have. Um, um, metal identification training or, you know, I don't know. I'm just, it might not get into some of those details, but that's where the responsibility matrix comes into play. Yes. So your responsibility matrix is actually going to list out all your job descriptions, all the potential training that you can have. And you might wind up with 
hundreds of them, if not thousands of them. <laughs> Hopefully, if you got thousands, that's a lot. Yeah, them. that's a lot. Uh, but hundreds of them potentially. It's pretty easy to get two or three hundred different types of training on a on a mid-sized company, you know. Um, and you want to list all those out. Then you want to kind of break it up into things that you need to train on when you hire an employee. So onboarding, which things do I need to train on when an employee is onboarded? You get into a lot of the HR topics, a lot of the general topics, topics, office administration, safety topics, all those kind of things. You usually come up with about probably 20 to 25 different topics that an employee really should be trained on in their first two weeks or right. and, you know, and, week. and training, yeah. training isn't just, you know, technical training, job training, things like that. Training might be how to fill out an expense report. Exactly. Right. right. That's exactly right. Um, harassment training. <laughs> you get into some of those HR topics, uh, you get into, uh, um, you know, um, work office ethics training mm-hmm. or, you know, um, uh, yeah. how we, do stuff here at culture, you know, yeah, our company, yeah. cultural, cultural training, right. things like that. Yes. So you can have some of those types of trainings. Point being, take that responsibility matrix and continue to make it as clear and as concise and as exhaustive as possible and figuring out which ones you start with, which ones you, you should be done in the first maybe month of their life there, the first year, mm-hmm. Um, and then things that they should, you know, cycle through like, you know, um, forklift training might be every three years or something like that. So try to make that responsibility matrix. So that's, I think the next thing. Yeah. And I think is the responsibility you know, I matrix. just spend a little more time on this because I think it's, it's so important. And we, we described some, you know, mundane items, filling out an expense report or, or, uh, you know, just call, you know, culture training, I'll, I'll call it mundane because, you know, people you would expect to come in and are polite and know, you know, how to dress and all these other things. But, but think about if the effort goes into creating these training programs and it's delivered with the same message every single time, then, then the message is completely clear across the board consistent. and it's consistent and it is, you know, people deviating from it. Everybody will know when a deviation occurs. That's the that's the good thing. If a deviation occurs, then everybody that was trained and one person deviates, well, that person then knows that they better come back into the norm. They better come back into the norm. Otherwise, you know, they're outside of what was what was trained and the, the culture shouldn't accept that type of, of activity. You know, if, if uh, you have, and I'll go with expense report training, if you have expense report training, and, and one one person, one group or whatever, still, they don't like it. They don't like the way it's done, and they buck the system, and it, it causes a hang-up in the process of getting expense reports approved and, and checks cut. Well, then you can take that person aside and retrain them and <laughs> help them help them understand better. But it's clear to everybody in the process that a deviation has occurred. Right. And, and you know, you can get into training for you know, your processes and your procedures, you get into training on product, you know, how we design product, how we set up a folder structure for a job. I mean, it goes on and on and on. The third piece of this is material and content development. That's the hard part. The hardest yeah. part because nobody wants That's to That's why it. I wanted to dwell on the other part <laughs> a little bit because, yeah, you get into the, get yes. into the prepping of material is tough. Content is going to be key. Yeah. Uh, that framework I was talking about earlier, 
one of the pieces of that is where do you store content so that nobody's looking for it or recreating it. That's such a waste of time. When somebody, when somebody uh, does a session, record them. Store it out into this area where you're going to store all your content and have it structured to match your responsibility matrix and your framework so that you're not uh, maybe you're not having that same person reteach it. They can watch it on a video and then ask questions, things like that. Uh, you've got you know all your PowerPoints so that when somebody is going to train on internal auditing, this person's got the internal auditing material to train from, you know. Content is the hardest mm -hmm. but most important piece of this puzzle, yeah. um, and you've got to invest the five years it's going to take to build all your content. And I'm I'm pulling a number right out of the air there, but it will take a long time to build your content, mm -hmm. and it will change over time. Yes, too. that's the thing. Yeah, you have to update it as the years go by. There's there's no way around mm -hmm. it. There is there is no way around it. And the right answer is. Well, I won't do it then since it's going to change all the time. Wrong answer. <laughs> That's the wrong answer. Yeah. Wrong answer. <laughs> so content development, making sure that you're storing it all in one location, easily structured, make it easy to find, uh, make it to where you know everybody can tell where stuff is at. So that's, that's the, the next part. After that, you start, the, you start doing training. Mm -hmm. And I've got some components that are important to that. I think one of the components when you're doing training is making sure that you log that the training happened. So make people sign mm -hmm. in, you know, and 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 sign that you've, you've done training. Uh, the other piece of that, and this is one of the areas that tends to fall through the cracks, is validating that the validating that the training was effective. Yeah, provide a little test. Provide something. Yes. I, it could be just a pop quiz. It could be asking them out in the hallway. Hey, did you understand this? Tell me what you heard. You know, it could be a little test. It could be a hands-on uh, scenario. It could be, but do something to to make sure they at least got a high percentage of what you talked about. Yeah, I like a little ten question test at the end of end of the training session because the thing is it, when you're putting the content together in those five years like <laughs> like you said you know you might as well while you're putting it together come up with questions to make sure that they they have pulled the top 10 points that you want to make sure they get yep out of it it's a good idea and you know what just yeah. have it have it prepared after if you're building a powerpoint build a build a little quiz and have everybody that signed in take that quiz that is perfect. Now, make sure that, in my personal opinion, make sure they know that they're going to be tested right before you start. Yes. Don't get to the end of it and go, hey, we're going to have a little test here on this. That's just not no, fair. It, That's it, not yeah. right. And, and it's, you, know? you don't want to trick people. And you don't want to make it look like yeah. you're trying to trick people. Um, training isn't a waste here. It was the air quotes. You know, a waste of an yeah. hour that you don't have to be sitting behind your desk. It, it's supposed to be beneficial and long-term beneficial to the company. So yeah, tell them ahead of time that there's going to be a quiz at the end and then they'll get, yes. I mean, needless to say, as, as they take training and they have quizzes, then everybody will know, but you know it, what? Yeah. Never stop telling them because That's you're going right. to get the, the new person. Oh, I didn't know. Or, you know, somebody that likes to say, I forgot, even though it's week after week. Okay. You never know. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly Tell right. You know, and and I would also encourage people to keep these training training material or contents 
short. Yes. Try to try to make them, you know, hour. Oh God, you know, a long hour. hour. Yeah, yeah, you know, any more than that, it's just too much. It's overload. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do a half day session, make sure that it is very segmented. Very, make sure there's a clear start and stop uh, throughout the day. And then, if you're going to send somebody out to training, require them to bring something back. Mm-hmm. You know, have them bring back and give a 30 minute or a one hour synopsis to the team on what they learned in their external. That's training. what I like. To do don't it, let yeah. people. Yeah, don't let people go out for training for air quotes for free, so to speak. And they just, you know, went out there, they cut, they caught the, you know, one or two pieces of nuggets that they needed to know, which was, you know, 10 minutes of the eight hour training. They kept it to themselves. Yeah. And kept it to themselves, you know, so have, have people, uh, have them come back with something that, that everyone can benefit from no matter what the training is. That's that's their homework. Their homework is that, that is their homework. A a little training class for the rest of the yeah. team. So that, so that, yeah, I know you, you, you might only spend whatever the $2,000 or send one person to training, but then the other 10 people in the group get somewhat of a benefit from it. So, exactly so, so right. if you, if you or say nine people, so I can do the, the answer. So then effectively, you know, you spent $200 per person and not 2000 for one. Right. Well, it's a good way of looking at it. Try. Yeah. You know, you try. So Anything to do I with think at the beginning of this, at the beginning of this, we talked about how leadership was engaged. They've, they have actually um, set the company in motion for making training important to the organization. They've started down the process, but how do they know it's working? What we did was we actually measure training on a quarterly basis. We capture, we, we capture a count of all logged and signed training with uh, or, or training records that are logged uh, per quarter, and we've set that at like twelve. So right now our goal is to do twelve trainings per quarter that are you know logged and you know have material and have all the proper you know you know all the proper paperwork performed. So I think that um, you've you've got to you know we've talked about measuring. This is definitely one where you should measure it and make sure that it's continuing to move forward because this is one of those ones where entropy yes. will set in if you let it and it'll slowly you know drift away out of sight until somebody goes hey we haven't done any training in three months what's going on yeah. <laughs> i mean that's the thing you put out there kpis that that you need to meet and you measure them and that's mm-hmm. up to leadership. And you talk about them all the, the train, time the, the train. i mean we we've even gotten to the point where we go Ooh, we haven't done a training this week. We need to get something in. Let's go find something. We're like finding training to do just to make sure we stay, you know, stay up. But I know even if we're finding training, I know that's still a good thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, because it's staying front and center. One of the things that, that I'm used to and, and I like to see implemented, if you build that matrix of your training, well, regularly schedule it, right? And if you go over something, you know, if you have 52 trainings, and you go through them all, you know, one once a week for a year. Well, you know what? The beginning of next year, you start again, and you do it because there's people that need to be retrained. And the reason that I say this is what we used to do in the in the service when I was in the Navy. When we were when we were in, if your specialty was an electrician, 
there were 25 different electrical training topics and you would rotate through that because not, you know, not only did the training happen and five or six people got trained, but the person that had to study up and train for it learned a heck of a lot as well. So, so that's the thing you want to also spread the training, uh, leader around a little bit so that, so that one people take ownership of, of the training from your group. You don't have a, a professional trainer that does the same training over and over and over again. Right. And you try to, you try to spread the wealth on who's doing the training. Yeah. I know that's difficult. You know, there are companies it is. And there are companies, you know, larger companies do have training departments, oh, well, that yeah. create content, all that kind of stuff. But I think for this session, that's not really that's not what we're talking about here. Yeah. Who we're talking about yeah. here. Um, one thing I did, um, it's not key to the process, and, and I just want to mention it, uh, but the fact that really the managers should probably take the time to create a training plan mm-hmm. for their employees, mm-hmm. for their direct reports. I think that is probably something that during the review process, we t- then this is where we did talk about it on the performance evaluation. This is the connection you know, to the performance evaluation is, is that the manager can create a, a training plan now that you've got content out there and you've got a training matrix out there, you've got a place to store the stuff, you've got a method for doing it, the managers can now create a plan and say, you know, hey, I'm in engineering. I know that all my people have to have as a minimum these five things. And since they're in engineering, they have to have these 12 things. You know, they have to know how to do, you know, vault they have to know how to manage vaults. They have to know how to uh, uh, find all the calculation tools, blah, 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 whatever, whatever the training topics are. Um, and now he can sit down during a, a, in a review process, which would be more than once a year mm-hmm. in my opinion. Right. <laughs> that was the last, the last topic. And actually talk to him about putting together a plan for getting this training done and what is the employee going to do on their side to help get that training done. You know, it's two sided. It you know, it's not the not the manager just solely pushing, but the employee should be asking, mm-hmm. "Hey, I want to take this training at this time. That that'll work out great." Oh no, that won't work because we'll have it here. So jump in with that class. Right. Blah, blah, blah. So recognize recognize your your folks when they get trained. You know, mm-hmm. so that Definitely. so that there there is a um, positive reinforcement to taking not only the training that you need, but then maybe additional training. You know, you take a, a finance for non-financial people training that you might have, yeah. you know, which which is always good, even if you are in engineering or drafting or, or some technical side where, you know, people should understand about revenue, profit, margin, cost, you know, payback. Yeah. And if, you, you know, you've got employees that are wanting to take their career to the next level, mm-hmm. you know, if your training program is really robust, then you can set up a scenario where they can take certain training and kind of work towards it. A position opens mm-hmm. up. You're now creating some some succession planning activities right. now by doing that scenario. Like, like college, so. like college classes, you have the 101 classes, the 201 classes, yeah. you know, three and four, you know, definitely graduate right. classes. So, <laughs> I think I think you kind of get the gist that from Sean and I's perspective, training is invaluable it is it's very very if you want to have an input on what the goal is the output of the product of your team and product then you better provide training Mm -hmm. yeah training and and quite honestly 
training is going to be one of those things that's going to help you retain. I was thinking the same exact thing. Good spot to go to. Yeah. Yes. Yep. It is. The investment in the in the employee. Sure, they'll get paid. You know, effectively the same as you know some other company. They'll get you know health insurance the same as some other company. Do they? Yeah. Do, will they see the investment and the the? Uh, uh, let's see. I don't want to say camaraderie, but the, you know, I think I think to become a little bit more emboldened to a an organization, if they've provided you with training, now will some people say, "Hey, I took that training, and I'm going to go get another job for more money"? Perhaps. Exactly. Perhaps it will. It'll happen on a mm-hmm. few. But is that the right reason not to do training? No. Not at no, because all. Because you. Yeah. That is the worst exactly. reason. <laughs> Yeah, any any company that says, well, we're not going to do training because we'll just lose the employee. Oh, wow. So we're going to have people untrained wow. working in our company. That doesn't exactly. sound right either. It's like, wow, yeah. you talk about forced through the yeah, trees. <laughs> yeah, so. that note. Anything else we should touch on? No, I think yeah, that's a good that's a good note to finish on. Don't, you know, don't yeah. don't shoot yourself in the foot because, you know, you don't want your foot to run to somebody else. That's right. <laughs> right. Not a great analogy. Yeah. There you go. That, that was that was a good that try. Was a yeah. That was a little bit of a stretch, but that's okay. So um, I hope uh, everyone has enjoyed this episode of Man versus Business on the topic of training. Bye, Les. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Man versus Business. Please note that neither Sean nor myself are business consultants. We just have a strong passion for discussing all things business. Please remember to visit sigmatree.co to see our other podcasts, our business ventures, and our blog. And by the way, you can also drop us a line from the message page. Again, thank you and have a good week.